Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to another fantastical episode of the FinTech Friday podcast. Um, that, that, wow, that intro is a lot more different than I what I usually sound like. So, uh, yeah, before we jump right into this week's episode, I just want to do a little bit more housekeeping. Uh, FFCon 19, the event uh, that we've been pretty much trying to build hype around for the past couple weeks now, uh, we've actually officially launched um, submissions, tickets, uh, applications are actually open right now. So if you jump on to ncfacanada.org and sign up, you can actually sign up to either pitch, uh, be an industry partner. And yeah, I mean, we have over 50 speakers coming to this event and we're expecting to have over 750 attendees. I mean, you're going to have people. This is, I mean, this is an event that no, you really, really don't want to miss out on. So you might be wondering, what can you actually expect from the event, right? So with the theme fearless, it represents the boldness of the, fi- the fintech space where entrepreneurs and innovators are challenging financial orthodoxy and mindset to overcome these challenges, right? So in this event, you're going to learn vital content uh, delivered from fearless experts and founders on emerging technologies, investment, regulation, economic progress, best practices, trends, insights, and opportunities. Uh, You're going to get direct access to industry networks, influencers, registrators, regulators, and participating from CSA and other agencies. Uh, Fearless programming on innovation in Canada, industry topics, startup and leadership culture, productivity, health and wealth, uh, and just going global. Uh, There's going to be 12 pitching finalists and People's Choice Awards showcasing and celebrating new emerging companies from various industries and growth stages and many more industry launches, announcements, and community announcements. We value essentially who you are and what you bring, and we are building and or buying and are committed to providing a platform to help you launch, build, connect, scale, and invest fearlessly. And that's it. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I could really say about the event. This event's going to be awesome. I'm super excited to see all of your beautiful faces. And without any further, further, further ado, this is episode 27 with Shadan, the CEO and founder of Global Blockchain Technologies. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I'm super, I'm super excited to jump right into today's topic. Great. So am I, man, Awesome. So could you, just for the audience that may not know essentially who you are and the amazing work that your company is doing, could you just give us a quick rundown? Yeah. So my, my name is Shadan Garan. I'm uh, the, the CEO of Global Blockchain Technologies and, and uh, a few other companies in the blockchain space. Uh, Global Blockchain recently merged with a gaming company created by um, Noel Bushnell, who is the founder of Atari, and that's called Global Gaming now. Global gaming technologies, and uh, separate to that, I'm I'm an investor in the space. I've I've invested in in a lot of game related startups, and and it's, it's it's an area that I'm very bullish on for the future. Awesome. So I'm gonna try to dig a little bit more deeper into this. So how did this whole like gaming initiative really start? Was it like I mean, like were you a huge fan of Atari growing up, and then now you get to kind of work work with the actual like the creator of it, like how, like what's really the story behind you getting into the gaming industry? 
Yeah, so I, I I was a huge fan of Atari, like 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 everybody else my age, practically, and uh, you know, so it was it was thrilling to to, to meet Noel and and you know learn that he uh, had started a company back then in in the blockchain space and blockchain applied to the gaming industry, and so that's an area that I that I thought was uh, a perfect fit. It's like a glove for a hand. It's it's blockchains can really change that industry dramatically because. Uh, it brings fairness to keeping scores. It allows trading of digital assets, and it allows trading of games and whatnot. All these things, a small independent publisher can do just as well as the largest publishers through these technologies, right? If right. if a uh, if if a small publisher who you know three people working let's say twelve hours a day on 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 a game. In their basement, they're they're not going to have the opportunity to really architect and build a in-game economy, build build an in, in-game wallet system for trading these things and and the customer support that comes with it. Just just doing uh, multiplayer games, simple casual multiplayer games, is very very difficult over the internet without partnering with a large portal. All these kinds of things can be solved through these technologies that that make commerce and trading things very easy and allows anybody to create a solution like a PayPal, let's say. Uh, well, in, in, in theory, there's still, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about digital assets here, not fiat currency, obviously. Right. But, but, but to build something in infrastructure that's, that's that robust, that's that secure, and allows trading of these things and, and keeping track of things, allowing games to federate with each other. So you could have a group of games that decide to federate and use one in-game currency or, or one uh, matchmaking service that's not owned by any particular person, but all of them together. All these kinds of things are, are possible through blockchain technologies. They're, they're different things, but I think, I think they're going to have, have a dramatic uh, impact on, on the sector. Just, just, I mean, like just sticking with the whole merchant aspect or just, you know, just like being able to like buy and sell and trade games and just have like, indi- like indie uh, game creators kind of just all like jump in and just like stand like just federate together and stand behind like a token or a coin or 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 what or what may have you. I mean that 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 in itself is very interesting because now with I mean as a gamer myself it's, like um, I'm sorry. It's not just just uh, standing behind a token. It's it's standing behind one database, right? So right. what what, okay. what it means is they 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 can share the same users. The, the same ranking of the users, the, the same token, you know, the, the digital assets, everything, right? Oh, so wow. It, okay. it, it, becomes, it, it becomes a social network for them, essentially, that they can tap into and use. So it's, it's not just Facebook, but they have their own users on this platform that is theirs and, and the people that have federated with it. So that's, that's a really big deal. Right now, right now, we're not seeing where, where we're actually seeing decentralized social networking really gain more steam than anywhere else. It's, it's in games. It's, it's, it's not on clones of Facebook or YouTube or anything like that, but it's all these publishers who are building their solutions on one common uh, blockchain infrastructure with one game. And there's many of them, right? Right, right now the two contenders are EOS and, and Ethereum, and it looks like EOS is, is leading the pack. We've, we started an initiative there as well. And, um, we were working on it prior to the crash of, of the markets. We still have great partnerships there and are looking to see how we fit in in this ecosystem as it builds out. 
So, you know, this, this is an area that, that, that we're extremely interested in. It's very, very early days. What I, what, I, what I can also tell you is, for example, a lot of small, really artistic and talented groups are forming around. Recently, I, I, I met with somebody from a company called Blockade Games. They, they've taken something like CryptoKitties and really, you know, taken that to video games on, on a level that, that, that I've only seen a few other startups do, but, but they are popping up. So you, you can, each clothing, each, each item is actually represented as a token. It's all stored on, on the blockchain. It's all accounted for there. The wallet is there. And, and they're tradable between people without these people being involved in any way, shape, or form. So it is, it is really interesting how the space is evolving. Interactive media. Interactive media is becoming a lot easier. So you, you, you saw Bandersnatch. You saw a bunch of other things come out this year, like um, Resident Evil, who's, who's doing a, a, a movie that's, that's, you know, interactive in the sense that yeah. you can decide how it evolves and everything. Mm-hmm. These things are being gamified, and prizes are going to be a big part of it. So gaming is, is changing rapidly. You, you, you see what's happening with esports. It's, it's becoming more popular than traditional sports, you know. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're getting very competitive. They're they're starting to rival uh, like Olympic like Olympic numbers now. Like esports is getting massive, which is this is incredible. It is, it is, and and all of this together. I mean, I mean, esports, you win prizes. Again, there's betting involved. All these kinds of things tie into blockchains and and the digital uh, assets economy world and. Gaming is, is going to be a huge driver for, for retail IT in, for, for this decade. You know, so tw- 2020 to me is, is, is a big year for gaming, I think. I think it's, it's going to be, personally, I think it's going to be bigger than cannabis, actually. Really? That's, that's what mil- mil- millennials do. I mean, I mean right now, the, the, the most popular stock on uh, Robinhood mm-hmm. is uh, Afria, right? So they, they, they smoke pot and they play video games. Yeah, you, I did that you last night. Millennial, that's that's what they do, yeah. and um, that's why this is going to be so important, right? Facebook and companies like that, their their biggest threat, in my opinion, is these gaming worlds that, that that let you do social networking and do everything in them. I think I think they they realize that, and um, just just with the way everything is going, this new culture that's being built up around them. It's it's a really important space to invest in today. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's uh, it kind of makes sense why Facebook, um, way back when, decided to buy um, Oculus, right? Because they knew VR gaming is going to be the next frontier that they really have to capitalize on, right? Like like you said, like twenty twenty is going to be yeah. year because because like now we have like if like if you have an iPhone, you go in the App Store, like the eight. And, and if you go into like the little categories, AR gaming, right? Augmented reality gaming is huge, right? This explains the whole like Pokemon Go, it blew up overnight because it was just, it was interactive and like this is just going to be the first of many, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, I mean, like this is, this, this conversation is actually very interesting because like now with, with blockchain, what it really is, is it's starting to create an actual true community for gamers for um not not only gamers but like for creators for designers for everybody it's kind of creating this whole um this this union because right now i mean i guess the only way people can kind of like the closest thing of like an actual community would be either either if you go on twitch and you watch your favorite streamer or if you even go on discord and watch your famous uh or, or just you know just go go on the chat so 
I mean, yeah, how, how else is blockchain going to just radically change like gaming scene other, aside from just creating this amazing community? Well, the, the community is the most important thing. So I, I don't think it necessarily needs to, to revolutionize it in any other ways. Do I, do I think uh, Discord is going to be replaced by a decentralized platform anytime soon? No, I don't. But do I think um, a platform like Discord will come by that you know, relies on IDs and, and users being stored on a blockchain, but it's still a centralized service that those users have to you know, sign up to, much in the same way that you, you sign up to many services using your Facebook identification, but now, now you can do that without Facebook very easily. And I think what will be uh, attached to that is also your, your tokens, your holdings, your scores, certain things can be put on a blockchain, but certain things can't. You're, you're not going to replace all the centralized features of a Discord or a YouTube um, in the next decade, probably. But you are, bit by bit, going to have more of it be decentralized, and solutions are going to come by that, that use those. So very interesting is, is what Mark Zuckerberg has recently been saying about blockchain technology, because he, he actually, I, I just discovered this recently, agrees with me on this. And, and, and for somebody like that who's an incumbent to say this is the future and this is what we're looking to do, we're trying to figure this out ourselves, is a huge deal because he doesn't need to. But, you know, Facebook doesn't, doesn't need to compete, c- compete with blockchain at this point. It is the incumbent in the world. It, it doesn't need to compete with anybody. And yet it sees that this is going to be disruptive and this is the future. He, he makes it very clear that, that he believes decentralized I- identity is a very important area for, for Facebook, and, and uh, he, he believes blockchains are a major potential solution here. So bit by bit, you are going to see blockchains become the database of everything, and where it's going to start is with identity and you know, accounting for things like, like value transfers, and eventually it's going to be everything, right? This will be the back end of, of everything, and everything will be an app on this you know, kind of commons, just, just like other commons we have in the world, like a park or anything, right? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, that's, that's, I think, the, the promise of blockchains, and that's how they're evolving. You're not going to get the TV industry adopting it. You're, you're, you're going to get small gamers yeah. and, and people like, you know, who are, who are able to see farther in the future, like Mark Zuckerberg, who says, yeah, you know what? We're not going to compete with this. We're going to join it. No, I agree with you. I mean, uh, just harping on what you just said, like the whole TV industry. Yeah, you're not going to see them or even the movie industry adopt it anytime soon. You're going to see small renegade. uh, You're going to see gaming communities. You're going to see like other small little pocket ecosystems really fully adopt, really, really take advantage of it. And then sooner or later, like this is probably what, 2030, 2035. A TV might start considering it or heck, even even if it's still, still, I, I, Absolutely. I, I was very surprised to, to hear, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's recent uh, opinions on this space because and, and, and his initiatives, right? His, his initiatives are, are really amazing in this space. You know, I, I can see that coming from a telegram again. I, I can see that coming from an indie game developer. But to see a major incumbent say that this is the way we're going, we, we haven't seen that from Google, for example. Google is doing nothing in this space because, you know, common sense tells you this is eating their own lunch at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. It, it gets rid of platforms, right? It, it, it doesn't get rid of publishers, but this space can get rid of platforms. And, uh, you know, 
at the same time, you are seeing some major game developers and you are seeing, as I said, parties like some major, I guess the largest platform in the world for, for social interaction, kind of saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're exploring this space too. It's not just these small companies. Yeah. I mean, this, if, if anything, this kind of gives, a, this gives a lot of market validation, right? Because like, just like not only the work that you're doing in like the blockchain gaming space, but like just what the other, like the other, other guests that I had on the show that are doing other aspects that, that also involve blockchain. Like the fact that like you're having Mark Zuckerberg kind of like say like, Hey, you know, this is something we're looking into. This is like, okay, thank God. It's like a breath of fresh air that like, Hey, you know, we're not crazy. Like we told you this is coming. This is the amazing work that we're doing. Now the fact that you guys have validation, this is only going to like propel this into like another, into the stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to give you an example of the kinds of people working on applying blockchains to gaming, right now you have uh, Fortnite's founder who is, who is developing solutions around the space and, and very much involved and passionate about it, for example. Right? He, he, he is developing, Tim Sweeney, developing solutions on the EOS blockchain, right? And, and you have people like, Again, Noel Bushnell. I, the, the, the list can go on and on. The, it's, it's absolutely amazing how uh, strongly the gaming industry has embraced these technologies, these decentralized technologies. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of does make sense because they are the best developers, actually. Somebody who, who is, you know, built an AI engine or is very good at computer graphics, it's much easier for them to pick up any technology because they're, they're already at the forefront as far as skill sets go. They, they have been you know, even, even in the 90s, they, 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 they were. Somebody who understands computer graphics from back then is a very good developer. Blockchains are still not very user-friendly. It needs somebody who can, who can uh, you know, dive under the hood and understand how the code works. You can't hire your average web developer and expect them to pick up blockchain technologies and build solutions for you because cookie-cutter templates and, and frameworks haven't really been developed yet. You have to, you have to actually understand the protocols you have to actually understand how the technology works and the low-level details become much more important so that's maybe one reason why people in the gaming world are adopting it more than people you know your your average website entrepreneur for example because mm -hmm. for them it's too difficult while for the people in the gaming world they already are so technical it's it's actually uh an, an easier uh challenge to approach yeah, I mean, it's like, like you mentioned, right? It's, it's taking away platforms and it makes sense that gamers uh, or game developers and uh, gaming entrepreneurs are at, it makes sense that they take on blockchain a little bit more openly because they are on the forefront of, um, of these kind of technologies, right? I mean, like sooner or later, like just to harp yeah. on the Fortnite example, right? You're going to see them probably build an AI, build an AI that's going to probably just make the game that much more fun, that much more interactive and just have like, you know, um, now that not like in Fortnite right now, you have like creative mode, right? Like if the AI just took over creative mode, just have like all these cool little like missions and adventures and everything. I just like, it's, it, it's endless fun. It really is endless, uh, an endless adventure. There's already a lot of AI machine learning and, and more traditional AIs in gaming. It's, it's actually one of the areas that, that's always, you know, uh, being, being at the forefront of that. And uh, I think I think as as the solutions increase, yeah, you're going to see a lot more of that. You're going to see a lot more bots, I think, and and uh, independent agents in these games for sure that that you don't have today. Uh, just look at how much chatbots have improved in quality since uh, Siri came out. Right? Uh, it's it's still not 
really commercially viable. That, but there was a little hype bubble in, in, in the chatbot space because people were amazed that these things are so much better, right? Um, it was just a few years ago, you, you, you couldn't call into a phone number into an IBR, you know, one of these phone menus, and, and, and have somebody ask you, what are you looking for, and be able to direct you properly. These, these, these are things that, that, that people are kind of not realizing how, how, how much they've improved, right? So I, I am very bullish on, on AI in, in gaming, and I think that's, that's a very interesting area as well. A, a little bit more of like a tangible example. I mean, what could, this is more of a hypothetical question, right? I mean, like, I guess how, how radical of a change would blockchain bring to, say, a game like Fortnite? Well, it, it, it'd be incredible, I think. And, and okay. you know, so one thing is, again, you, you would have an independent user base where people from Fortnite could play in other places and, and maybe even characters could go in other worlds, other games, um, maintain their di- digital identity, maintain their assets, trade their assets very easily. Fortnite is recently getting into the uh, esports space. And people, people mistakenly think that Fortnite is not a good uh, platform for esports. But, you know, it's the early days. It takes a while to build technologies and, and platforms to make esports interesting for the, I mean, a, a game like Fortnite, interesting to the esports world, right? So betting, betting on Fortnite, for example, is, can be immensely popular because you have all sorts of rich events. You know, you're, you're not just winning or losing. How you kill somebody, what you do, what weapon you use, all these kinds of things are all betting events. It, it becomes very, very rich. And you're, you're seeing solutions where, where you can focus on a certain number of players and, you know, again, some very creative people coming by with methods. You're just seeing this pop up now where, where, where you can follow a Fortnite game and it's very entertaining. I myself don't enjoy, enjoy watching video games, but I, I am very bullish on where this is going because I see that a lot of people do. And Fortnite, actually, some of these technologies, which I can't talk about too much because they're not public yet, mm-hmm. public knowledge, and, and I'm involved with as an investor, you know, they're, they're making a game like, like, like Fortnite really interesting to watch, actually. And, and I think that's going to be what's really interesting when when you have esports that don't look like traditional sports, but you can do even more with it, right? When, when the web came out, everybody was trying to replicate a piece of paper as far yeah. as their, their uh, you know, cognitive understanding goes. But it's grown to be a lot more than that. And the same thing is going to happen with esports. Right now, it's mimicking regular sports and the uh, same way of watching it. But, but people are going to make it much easier to watch and be entertained by something like, like Fortnite as well. So it, it's not just like, like Dota for the future. It's also games like Fortnite that are going to have a huge viewership, I believe. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it should be interesting of like right now, esports is, again, just a hard point what you just said. It really is trying to um, mimic regular sports. I think it's going to take off and just form and become its own animal in and of itself. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like really watching gaming videos or anything, but like that's like my, my like my 10 year old brother. That's the first thing he does. Like I remember when I was his age, yeah. I, come home, I watch cartoons. He comes home and he just has like a list of like all his favorite streamers. And he's like, he's like, Hey, he's going to watch Ninja first. And he's going to watch like Mr. Beast. And he's just like this bang, 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 bang. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's exactly. Really- you, 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 you talk to your average 10 year old and this is what they do. This is what they love doing. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's all about games. They, they live in games. 
And, and the gaming industry is already much larger than the music and video industry put together. Oh, yeah. And this is just going to increase. I mean, the whole thing is going to get blurred. Video and gaming is going to get blurred for sure. And that's, that's, that's why interactive video to me is very interesting. It's for sure. And I, I think like even taking one step further, like you did, you did um, touch on uh, digital identities. I mean, sooner or later, you're going to have like a, the, the digital, like your digital persona and your real persona, that's going to start getting pretty blurred too at some point. Right. Because like you're going to be spending yeah. so much time and energy creating, like, I, I guess like the best example would be like, if you had like a second, like a, you're creating like your own second life persona online. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so, I mean, so I guess what can, what can the audience, I mean, what can like fans of Atari, what can we really expect from X2 games? Like what, what is, what is something that, I mean, like I mentioned, you are an investor in a lot of companies or you're, you're very heavily invested in the gaming industry. What is something that we yeah. can kind of like touch back on, like come back to on this episode and kind of like, Hey, Shanann, like the things that you said, like, like what's the news? What are the updates? Yeah. So look, X2 is an amazing company because, it, it has a really wide spectrum of, of areas that it's working in. It has a blockchain division where, where they're doing stuff with gaming and blockchain. That consortium I, I, I told you about that, that, that we were uh, uh, involved with for, for over a year, they're, they're still partners with everybody there as far as friendships go and whatnot, and good things will come out of it eventually. They have an in-game wallet that they can license to, to many game producers and whatnot, again, some of these small independent operators that need games and very large operators as well, because obviously they're a very connected team right in the center of the gaming universe, which is Los Angeles, really. That's, that's, that's one aspect of it, the blockchain aspect, but that's, that's not even the major aspect of it. That's one spectrum. The other is that they're coming out with game after game and they're coming out with, with an area that I'm very excited about again, which is that interactive video area and, and other interactive content that's that's not traditional you know dota like gaming or fortnite like gaming it's, it's much more casual so they're, they're they're coming out with a board game where you have an an interactive uh bot a voice narrative that, that, that goes with it you can make decisions and it's also integrated with mobile so it's the first of its kind i think um amazon should be very excited about what they're doing and i see them you know, they're, they're, they're always invited to these conferences with Amazon and whatnot because it is, it is an Amazon Alexa-based product. I think when that comes out, it's going to be a whole new way, a whole new type of game, a whole new media, essentially, right? So that's really exciting to me because it's something completely new. It's not something better. It's something completely new. And they're coming out with a number of uh, productions like this. And I think that's really where global gaming is going to shine in the future, personally. Yeah, so I mean, I mean that's, that's, I think, really, uh, for, for especially the retail audience, I think it's important that they uh, realize that this is a very risky space and working with a company that has uh, a wide spectrum of projects is really to their benefit for a startup. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, the... The, the gaming space is very new. It's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not really volatile, but, but it's very new. It's, it's emerging. It's up and coming. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this whole, uh, the, the Alexa thing. That's, that should be, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't wait for that. Um, so Shadan, to wrap this up, what would be the best way for our fellow gamers to contact you? Would it be through email, Snapchat? I mean, is there a Discord Discord chat we could jump in with you? Would it be Raven? Yeah, so my, my Twitter handle is Shadan. You, you can always follow me there and, and reach out to me. I'm, I'm 
very happy to speak with everybody there. Uh, you can email me, shadan at forkcsc.com or, or uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, probably the best email. That's Global Blockchain Mining Technologies, which I'm, I'm still um, running myself. And I think, I think those are the two best methods. Awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. And I'm super excited for all your incredible projects to really revolutionize and take over the gaming industry. Yeah, likewise. Thanks very much for having me, Mancy. I enjoy uh, your podcast in general. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into FedTech Fridays. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify for iTunes. If you could leave us a five-star rating and a review, that'd mean the absolute world to us. And it gives me a better understanding of essentially what your thoughts are. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to email us at info at ncfacanada.org. You've been listening to Fintech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest Fintech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.